Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis, and I hope all of you are having fantastic Wednesdays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. We got a bunch to dive into, but today we begin with the Kyle Rittenhouse testimony, which is going on right now. He is being cross-examined by the prosecutor in this case. Like many of you, I have been absolutely riveted by the courtroom drama today. We talked about it a lot on the Clay and Buck show. Going to talk about Aaron Rodgers versus Big Bird, inflation at a 31-year high, Yellowstone's monster audience, where is Odell Beckham Jr. going to go, college football playoff committee rankings, all of that to come. But first, let's start with this Kyle Rittenhouse story. To me, there's a lot of noise here, okay? A lot of noise, particularly because, and this is what I always say, When I was in law school, my criminal law professor said there's only three things that matter in any case. The facts, the facts, and the facts. That's why I try to focus on the facts. We played a clip, MSNBC, CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, they all convicted Kyle Rittenhouse before he actually had a jury trial. Uh, We played a clip this morning where he was called by people on television on those networks, MSNBC and CNN, a murderer, a school sh- the equivalent of a school shooter, a 17-year-old vigilante, a domestic terrorist, and a deeply racist murderer. Those are things that were said on CNN and MSNBC about Kyle Rittenhouse. Regardless of what you think, you need to wait for a jury trial to figure out those three things the facts, the facts, and the facts and Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand today and I thought Buck Sexton made a good point one reason he wanted to take the stand was not to be found not guilty but to be found innocent of wrongdoing via self-defense and let me explain some things there's a lot of noise in cases like these Kyle Rittenhouse by the way Kenosha, Wisconsin in the middle of the riots 17 year old kid takes a gun and goes out into the streets to try to protect businesses because the police were not in the fire department responding adequately this is the summer of riots all over the country when basically people just said hey let's let them burn themselves out we'll let rioting happen everywhere we'll let buildings be ransacked we'll let businesses be burned down all of that was going on So I want to start with this. I've got three boys. A 13-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a 7-year-old. And by the way, I am taking them all to the Georgia-Tennessee game this weekend in Knoxville which is where the OutKick bus tour will be. We will be broadcasting from Calhoun's down on the river by the Vol Navy. All of you are welcome to come. We'll be live from 10 to noon on the big noon kickoff. You can come see me. You can come hang out. The OutKick bus will be parked there. Okay? So let's start there. Um, But I would have told all my kids there's no way you guys are going to be out in the streets protesting, protecting, involved in any way in what is likely, likely to be a very violent evening in Kenosha, Wisconsin. But that is not what this trial is about. The question at issue in this trial is simple. Did Kyle Rittenhouse have self-defense as a defense when he shot three different people two of them who died? That is the only question that is at play here. So lots of people get wrapped up in the why was he there? 
I wouldn't have been there if I was him. All of those things are not directly related to his defense claim which is I was defending myself from what I perceived as an attack from the three people that I shot. Based on the evidence that I have seen the videos the testimony of the survivor who says that he had pointed a gun at Kyle Rittenhouse when he was shot based on all of those statements I believe there is a very strong chance that Kyle Rittenhouse self-defense claim will win the day in the court. Now you never know what a jury is going to do. It's also important to acknowledge that a jury sits and watches every single moment of the trial. But you can consider what is going on from court activity from the prosecution and the defense. And if you watch the proceedings today as Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand the prosecutor was basically throwing up Hail Mary after Hail Mary. In fact there is a possibility that we may get a mistrial with prejudice over prosecution statements regarding what Kyle Rittenhouse said since the incident that took place uh, the shooting. And you aren't allowed to reference a uh, alleged defendant's invocation of his Miranda rights of his right to get an attorney as a reason that he is guilty. Okay? That's basically what the defense did. And so sorry what the prosecution did. What the defense did was make a motion for a mistrial with prejudice which is different than a regular mistrial. Let me explain the difference here. A regular mistrial is where the court has to have a new trial because there was an element that was not permissible that occurred inside of the original trial. But it allows you to go back and basically redo the case. What is not permissible is for the side that is losing maybe the prosecution in this case to intentionally create a mistrial to try to get a new opportunity to get a new jury and to go back and redo the entire case. Which is why the defense here has made a request of the jury who has been lacerating the prosecutors all day over their behavior has made a request for the jury uh, and, and, and this case for there to be a mistrial with prejudice. A mistrial with prejudice means that the prosecution can never bring these claims again because of their own misbehavior in the initial trial. And the reason why it would exist is you don't want someone to intentionally get a mistrial and then benefit off of their intentional uh, attempt to get a mistrial. Right? So uh, that is what is going on right now. This case uh, again as we speak Kyle Rittenhouse still on the witness stand being cross-examined. We played a lot of you, uh, a lot of it for you during the Clay and Buck case. I have not yet seen the prosecution have any success on any of their questioning of Kyle Rittenhouse. In fact the prosecution has really been a mess in general. I'm not even sure exactly what their theory of the case is that they have been able to make any sense of. I think their theory of the case is Kyle Rittenhouse went to Kenosha with the intent to kill people and there is no basis for his self-defense claim. That is their claim. I don't think that that claim is likely to have 
a great deal of success but that's what's going on right now with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial if you are fascinated by this or interested in our analysis you can go download today's Clay and Buck show and hear us talking a lot about it certainly we'll be talking about it tomorrow whenever Kyle Rittenhouse's testimony ends and we have the closing statements that are made by the prosecution and the defense then it will be to the jury and we will determine what the actual findings of fact from the jury are as it pertains to Kyle Rittenhouse and whether he's guilty or not guilty. Uh, So that story is going on right now. Big news out there. Aaron Rodgers fined virtually nothing $14,000 piddling fine for the Green Bay Packers over the COVID-related incident and I think this is significant because the people out there I just want to have some fun with this. The same people out there who are saying why in the world does Aaron Rodgers get to share his opinion of the COVID vaccine who is he? He's just a quarterback he doesn't know anything are also sharing and retweeting Big Bird the Sesame Street character character, along with Elmo talking about why they are getting the COVID vaccine. So I just think this is funny. They are simultaneously telling you Aaron Rodgers shouldn't have the right to share his opinion on the COVID vaccine what does he know he's just a quarterback meanwhile they are also saying oh it's great that Big Bird and Elmo are telling kids that they should go get the COVID vaccine well if you're not okay with a human in Aaron Rodgers sharing his opinion on the COVID vaccine how in the world are you okay with Big Bird and with Elmo propagandizing in favor of the COVID vaccine particularly because again there are 28 million kids between the ages of 5 and 11 only 94 of them have died with COVID. 94 of them have died with COVID. Uh, Dr. Marty McCary was on with us today I encourage you to go listen to that on the Clay and Buck show. He said half or maybe 60% of kids ages 5 to 11 may have already had COVID. The point is 94 kids out of 28 million your kids especially the young ones in particular are not in danger from COVID and so this idea that you need to vaccinate your 5 to 11 year olds I agree with Matthew McConaughey who some of you may have heard come out and say that he's not going to get his kids vaccinated uh, but based on the data that he has seen I'm in the same position as Matthew McConaughey I'm not going to get my kids vaccinated Uh, especially the young ones I've got an 11 year old I've got a 7 year old they're not going to get the COVID vaccine as a parent I'm making the choice that they are not going to get it now I don't think they need it I think they probably already had COVID my intent is to go get them antibody tested because both my wife and I have had COVID and my expectation would be since my wife and I have both had it there's probably a good chance that my kids have had it too at some point they've never tested positive or had any health related conditions at all that would suggest they've had COVID but that's the case for most kids out there 94 kids out of 28 million have died with COVID I say with COVID because most of those kids had significant comorbidities and so the likelihood that they actually had uh, COVID which was the cause of their death even for those 94 is very very low Uh, but I do think it's funny that Aaron Rodgers the fine is minimal that people are saying good for Big Bird and for Elmo for speaking out on Sesame Street to encourage kids to get the vaccine but what in the world is Aaron Rodgers doing speaking out about this uh, situation which I think is actually really really funny. You know what? I'm trying to save you a ton of money. As we get closer to Black Friday as Christmas gets closer you can save up to $800 a year by joining my friends at Pure Talk. My son 
13-year-old has a Pure Talk phone. We're about to get my 11-year-old a Pure Talk phone so he can help uh, take control of his schedule when he's at practice or whatever. He can text us and let us know when practice is over. And right now you can get unlimited talk, text, 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. You can also keep your same phone number if you got AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile keep your same phone number. You can keep your same phone or you can get a brand new phone like the iPhone 12 which they have available for $479 right now. You also get a 30-day risk-free guarantee so you have nothing to lose. How do you sign up for Pure Talk and save your family a bundle on their cell phone bill? How about going to puretalk.com shop for the plan and the phone that's right for you then enter the promo code OUTKICK and you get 50% off your first month. Do what I did with my family. Go to puretalk.com put in the promo code OUTKICK and save a bundle on your cell phone package. That is puretalk.com promo code OUTKICK. Inflation has skyrocketed. Uh, Inflation has skyrocketed to 6.2% which is a 31-year high. Many of you watching or listening to this were either not adults or not even alive the last time inflation had reached 6.2%. How did we get here? The answer is simple because the government printed trillions of dollars of money and flushed it right into the economy. And what are we seeing happen now? Joe Biden wants to put trillions of dollars more into the economy which is likely to exacerbate already underlying issues with inflation and drive it even higher. 6.2% right now increase in inflation. This is a default tax on people who are out there having to buy products. And I want you to listen to all of these products. Uh, this is from a AP writer. Fuel oil. This is cost increases year over year. Fuel oil. gas in your car up 50% utility bills are up 28% used cars 26% increase hotels 26% steaks 24% bacon 20% pork chops 16% washing machines 15% furniture 12% Eggs 12%, fish 11%, TVs 10%, new cars 10%. These are all increases. Chicken 9%, milk 6%, coffee 6%, flour 5%. Those are increases year over year. The people who pay the inflation tax the most are people who live paycheck to paycheck and spend all of their money on products. As Joe Manchin, Democratic Center, Senator from West Virginia said the inflation tax is real. What's also real is the insanity that is involved in the idea that we should make the decision to actually have even more even more government spending going on. Joe Manchin sent out this tweet this morning and he's 100% right. By all accounts the threat posed by record inflation to the American people is not transitory. It's instead getting worse. From the grocery store to the gas pump Americans know the inflation tax is real and D.C. can no longer ignore the economic pain Americans feel every single day. It is a crazy, irrational, insane idea 
that inflation which is what the Biden administration is arguing right now that inflation is going to somehow get better when the Biden administration guarantees America will be spending trillions of dollars more. The way to take care of inflation is not by injecting more government spending into the economy. That actually increases the overall level of inflation. Joe Biden and his economic team are in unmitigated disaster right now with the policies that they are pursuing. And I hope Joe Manchin and other Democrats who have a semblance of business and economic knowledge will be willing to stand up against the government injecting trillions of dollars more into the economy. There is a natural consequence to running the printing machines and continuing to pour money into the economy and that is that inflation soars. The idea that you cure inflation by more government spending is one of the most insanely ludicrous ideas I have ever heard from an economic policy perspective. It makes zero sense. It's embarrassing and anyone who supports the idea of the Build Back Better agenda right now with Joe Biden is frankly not able to understand basic level economics. Speaking of not able to understand people don't understand that the Corona Bros are not giving up. They believe that you and I should not have basic freedoms or a return to normalcy. One of the top Corona Bro markets in all of America is San Francisco and even inside of San Francisco Berkeley is one of the most far left-wing places on the planet in the United States. Cal's football team is 99% vaccinated. Yet, they had their game against Southern Cal canceled this weekend because they said at Berkeley that Cal's football team has too many positive tests for COVID to allow them to play. Meanwhile, the Florida Gators just played with 20 to 30 different players testing positive for the flu and traveling and we have got the Cal football team sitting here not able to play against USC because the Corona Bros are still not allowing normalcy to return in this country. Why are they not allowing normalcy to return? Because with chaos comes opportunity and they are trying to justify spending trillions of dollars to make America a more socialistic country. This is pure madness that any football team would not be able to play. They did a full study of the SEC last year and found no cases of COVID being transmitted during the course of a game. Moreover, the reason why the Cal football team got the vaccine at a 99% level was because they were told that they would be able to have a normal season if they did so. They have been lied to by Berkeley. It's shameful. The state of California should be embarrassed and everyone who has allowed these Corona Bros to continue with their insane perspectives and activities needs to know that you have to fight them with every ounce of your ability. You have to be willing to go to the mat to win these battles. I'm willing to do it. Are you? I hope so. Uh, We talked about Yellowstone debuting. Biggest television audience, digital audience, streaming audience, whatever you want to say for Yellowstone since Game of Thrones. I love this show. I think there is an immense demand still for an experience that we all share together. What do I mean by that? What I loved about Game of Thrones was 
it aired at a specific time every single week and all of us could watch it together. I believe it was 8 to 9 uh, Central Time 9 to 10 Eastern. (coughs) Everybody gathered together and immediately reacted as a group to that show airing. While I love the concept of streaming and I enjoy the fact that you have every episode thrown out at once to me there is still a communal experience which is immensely enjoyable of everybody being able to watch a show together in real time and react to it. I thought Game of Thrones might be the last time that ever really occurred but Yellowstone which is being released weekly every Sunday night may may be able to produce the same kind of fervid, excited, full-on fan experience that Game of Thrones had. Certainly the opening of Season 4 would suggest that that might be the case. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. now a free agent he is reportedly considering the Chiefs, the Packers and the Saints. Odell Beckham Jr. considering the Chiefs, the Packers and the Saints Uh, to me the Packers would be an incredible move because Aaron Rodgers has long wanted more support at the wide receiver position. Can you imagine Devontae Adams paired with uh, paired alongside of Odell Beckham Jr. Seems like a good addition. The Saints I'm not sure because Jameis Winston is out. Does Taysom Hill make a lot of sense? Certainly the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill uh, and also with, uh, with Kelsey there would be some potential addition there that makes a lot of sense for Odell Beckham Jr. We'll see how quickly he is able to make this decision. As a Titans fan, selfishly, I hope he ends up in the NFC because I would prefer uh, not to have to play against him potentially in the playoffs in the event he gets everything put together. But remember, Odell Beckham Jr. has never played in a playoff game that his team has won in his entire career. So how much of an impactful player is he when it really gets to be the biggest moments still remains to be seen. College football playoff committee rankings came out last night. Uh, Number one team Georgia number two Bama Oregon and Ohio State. I told you that would be the top four teams. A little bit of a surprise that Michigan was ranked above Michigan State. It doesn't make any sense but I don't get fired up based on the college football playoff committee rankings because there's still so many games to be played. If Georgia wins out they're going to be in the playoff. If Georgia loses one game they're going to be in the playoff. Okay? If Alabama wins out they're going to be in the playoff. If Oregon wins out they're going to be in the playoff. If Ohio State wins out they're probably going to be on the play- in the playoff although they would have a little bit of a fear potentially that something might happen you got a bug flying by that something might happen with Oklahoma and so exactly how that goes remains to be seen but for the most part if Ohio State wins out they would be in the playoff. Now I will say in the Big Ten Michigan still has hope Michigan State still has hope got to be worried a little bit about Wisconsin suddenly firing on all cylinders because whoever advances to the Big Ten title game may have to deal with a potential upset uh, possibility there when you analyze the overall setup Wisconsin is playing at a really high level. I think they are the best team in the Big Ten West and it would not surprise me if they pulled off a major upset and ended up winning the Big Ten despite the fact that they lost three games early in this season. All right, 
Final thought again, we're going to be up in Knoxville, Georgia-Tennessee game. Encourage you to come hang out at Calhoun's down on the river where the Vol Navy will be. We'll be live from 10 to 12. I'll have my kids. I can't wait to take them all to a game at Neyland Stadium. This will be the first time I take all three boys together with me to a game uh, in Neyland Stadium. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait for it. I appreciate all of you. Encourage you to go subscribe uh, to the OutKick podcast if you haven't already. Excited. We've got Dan Dakich now starting off the morning every single day with us. The OutKick 360 betting shows. All of it taking place every single day. Lots of great content out there. I'm telling you it's going to do well and continue to do well. Thank you for all your support. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. I am Clay Travis. I'm off to go pick up my kids at school. I'll be on Fox News later tonight in the 7 p.m. hour discussing lots of different details and I'll be on Sean Hannity tomorrow night as well. I appreciate all of you. Hope to see some of you in Knoxville for the Georgia-Tennessee game. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. I'm Clay Travis and this has been Outkick the Show.